This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, Carney Wilson's magic bullet didn't work. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just to die it thin. Not till you lie it's thin. I want smaller thighs thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson. And uh, if you're new to the show, I've been doing this lately where I grab my portable recorder and just walk around the neighborhood. And uh, our website. It, also, I should point out, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I'm just a dude like you. I used to be in the basement. Now I'm out walking around trying to lose weight. And uh, this week, I am a little down from last week, but still not. I mean, at one point, I was down to 205. And I think I weighed in a day. I was like 207 which I think is about where I was last week. So not a great week for me. Um, and I just need to, I mean, I'm eating better, which is good because in the battle of uh, exercise versus diet, if you're in a hurry, diet uh, is definitely a better way to go to uh, get you going, speed things up a bit. So I've been uh, still eating salads for lunch. I've replaced uh, whatever I was eating and I made some chicken and things are back on that track. But uh uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm waiting for to uh, get back and going, but I, I need to exercise more. I mean, I'm, I'm eating better. You know, it's always that struggle. It's two ways to, to lose weight. One is eat less, one is exercise more, and I'm trying to do both. But um, this really upset me. I saw this article where Carney Wilson, now if you're not familiar with Carney Wilson, um, if you're under the age of 30, you've probably never heard of Wilson Phillips. They are, uh, it's um, the, uh, and of course, you know, Saturday morning, let's take the plane for a ride. They are the daughters of famous singers of the Beach Boys and, uh, uh, let's see, China Phillips, Mamas and the Papas, there we go. And uh, they were big in the 80s, they had really nice harmonies, but, you know, they weren't uh, Kurt Cobain, and, uh, you know, so uh, off they went. You're no longer popular. And they've kind of been, now, some of them went off and had children and had a fun, happy life. But for whatever reason, Carney Wilson, you know, she had a talk show for a while. And in a long story short, in August 1999, she underwent lap band surgery. Um, she lost 150 pounds. And that's the thing. She, she actually did gastric bypass surgery, which technically makes you lose about half your weight. Now, the bad news is, if you need to lose 300 pounds... That means you lost 150, and you got 150 to go. 
and you've now got a messed up, cheesed out stomach to do it in. And, uh, yeah, you tell it they're sparky. <laughs> so, now after gaining two thirds of her weight back, and on the Dr. Oz show, again, who knows what she was talking about? She found out she was a borderline diabetic. Now, she, for some reason, this really surprised her. Why is it that every overweight person is surprised to find out that they're diabetic? You're eating crap. You're eating crap. You're not exercising and you're gaining weight. Now, I am in that category, or, or, or I'm trying to get out of that category. Now, I'm not morbidly obese. We'll get to that in a second. But her first bypass surgery was broadcast on the internet. Now, she always says she's doing this to help people. I'm starting to challenge her motives. After she lost the weight, she posed for Playboy. Seriously? It is a beautiful day in Ohio here, and I, and I, uh, I live by this airport. Um, but she posed for Playboys and showed off her, uh, her assets. Um, after losing the weight. Again, I'm sure to help people. Um, she then appeared, after her surgery, after appearing in Playboy, she appeared on Celebrity Fit Club on VH1 because she had gained some of the weight back, and of course she had had children. Now, it just so happens, it just so happens, that there's a new album from Wilson Phillips out, and this features them singing old songs, many from their famous fathers. Um... And it turns out that a new reality show starts, I believe, tomorrow with the rest of Wilson Phillips. Uh, Carney is now choosing another surgery. That's right, a second weight loss surgery. Why? Because the media, in my opinion, is convinced that we're supposed to care about Carney Wilson. Now, please, number one, I feel sorry for Carney Wilson because I feel, from my outside point of view, that she needs help. She there's a hole somewhere that that this person fills with food, and I'm just bummed that she thinks she can fix herself with surgery. Um, but I'm kind of frustrated that the media keeps sticking her in my face because I think that's not helping her. Um, so do I care about? Carney Wilson, I care about her as a person, but typically no, I don't, you know, I don't have her poster on my wall or anything like that. Do I want to slap her in the face and tell her to put down the Twinkie? Absolutely. You know, she blames having children on her weight loss problems. Any mothers out there want to smack her in the face now? I mean, obviously, I'm not a guy. Well, I am a guy. I'm, I'm not a, a mother. You know, Obviously, childbearing poses obvious challenges to the female body, right? I, I don't want to have to pee a watermelon. Okay, no thank you. Seriously? Is there like an air show going on today? <laughs> All right, thank you. Um, I did find it ironic, and, and if you go out to the website, there's a clip of uh, Carney telling her fellow bandmates and Wilson Phillips um, that she's going to have this other weight loss surgery and it just so happens that she's saying it while she's eating 
I find that somewhat ironic. Now, the clip on the website, again, LogicalLoss.com, also states that the surgery has better success when followed by, are you ready? Anybody want to guess what helps weight loss surgery after you've had it? It's two things. Diet and exercise. I'm pretty sure that that will help anybody. Uh, even without weight loss surgery, diet and exercise will probably increase your success of not having surgery. Now, the interesting thing that I don't get, because she's saying in the clip, she's or on, on the uh, clip of her reality show, she was saying that the, the, the scale hasn't moved in two years. And that's why she's doing this. But to prepare for the surgery, though, she's already lost 30 pounds. So wait, 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 wait a minute. You lost 30 pounds preparing for the surgery that you want to take because you can't lose weight. Something really just doesn't add up there for me. And she says she's not afraid to talk about this in public. Of course she's not. And she's doing this, you guessed it, to help people. Now, she needs to help herself by stepping away from the Twinkie. And maybe stepping towards the treadmill would be a good idea. Now, the doctor in this clip, and again, it's her on the Today Show, mentions that she requires, anybody here ever hear me say this before, a lifestyle change. And she's worried about being pre-diabetic because you're eating crap. Diabetics, watch The Biggest Loser. These people drop weight, they change their diet, and uh, they're no longer pre-diabetic. Shocking. No knives involved. And all my buddy dogs are out to say hi to me this morning. She says, uh, she says we need to ask for help. The doctor says, you know, can you help yourself by exercising more and eating less? I think Carney could. You know, I'm pretty sure you can afford a babysitter to uh, put the kids somewhere while you go get on a treadmill. And it just so happened that while Carney was on the Today Show, Wilson Phillips was going to sing a new song from their new album and promote the fact that their new reality show, Still Holding On, was on Sunday. And to this I say, um, you know, it's on the TV Guide Network. I'm like, what channel is that? 510? But uh, now, the title of this, when I wrote about this on the website... And if you're on the newsletter, you've already heard this before because I put it out as a newsletter. I said, is Carney Wilson an attention whore? And I realized the word whore is a bit harsh. It's just a little harsh. You know, it's just, just a little harsh. But what is a whore? A whore is a prostitute or someone who benefits via money by using or selling her body. And I'm like, is Carney Wilson benefiting by selling her body and I'm thinking uh, yeah she is and I have a little yappy dog like six feet from me who I'm pretty sure is going to come over and bite my ankles maybe not he's he's watching me real tough here um, I mean if you look at her choice to get a second weight loss surgery um, I found some things here so this is kind of the follow-up to that so you can actually go out I really would like you to go out to the website I've got a poll about that. I would like to know your opinion. And again, I kind of feel bad because I sound very judgmental. But I'm just kind of like... Um, it, for me, 
it's what I the reason I'm not thinner right now is because I'm stupid kind of right I drank 20 ounces of Mountain Dew yesterday it's like almost 200 calories when that could have been water and if I had to burn off 200 calories on a on a treadmill it's it's stupid that's an easy one give up the pop but I was convinced I was tired because well I was which again goes back to here's a novel idea Dave go to bed we do stupid things right but here's the thing I want as much as Carney Wilson is helping people by saying look just get surgery which isn't her message but I on I am unfortunately worried that it is the message that's getting across. Let's just, just, just put our faith in science, right? So I found this on this website about vertical band gastroplasty, which sounds like a cool, like, 80s metal band. This Sunday at the arena, gastroplasty. Excuse me, a little bypass there. Uh, says patients generally lose about half their excess body weight in the first year after restrictive procedures, which is what Carney did. She lost about half her weight. However, in the first three to five years of vertical band gastroplasty, patients may regain some of the weight they lost. By 10 years, as few as 20% of patients have kept the weight off. Although there is less information about long-term results, there is some evidence that weight loss results are better than with vertical band gastroplasty. Some patients regain weight by eating high-calorie soft foods that easily pass through the opening stomach. Now, when I read that, I'm like, you know what? If you haven't fixed the problem, you're going to have the same symptoms. You know what I mean? It's like if food is not the solution, what's the deal here? Why, you know, eating, overeating is a symptom of a deeper problem, is what I'm trying to say. It says others are unable to change their eating habits and do not lose much weight uh, to begin with. Do you know how much this stuff costs? I can only imagine how much this surgery costs. Successful results depend on the patient's willingness to adopt, you ready for this? a long time plan of healthy eating and regular are you ready can you guess it what, what do you regularly have to do you guessed it physical activity so you you pay i'm gonna guess 20 grand i have no idea but i'm gonna guess at least 20 grand for the surgery now it says between 15 and 20 percent of patients may not have to undergo i'm sorry may 20% may have to undergo a second operation for a problem related to the procedure. Although restrictive operations are the safest of the bariatric procedures, they still carry risk in, in less than 1% of all cases, cases, so 1%, I'm sorry, in less than 1%, complications can result in death. So I could get on a treadmill and watch what I eat, or I can do this thing where, eh, it's small, but you might die. I am backing away from the Twinkie. Now, what's sad about this is in 2003, bariatric surgery, there were 103,000. This is according to the American Society for Bariatric Surgery. 2004, there was 140. 2005, there was 171. And I'm sure that number has gone up 
because this is now 2012 and I couldn't get any numbers on that unfortunately now I found another article this was on WebMD I believe Jacqueline Odom who's a PhD the psychological director of Beaumont Weight Control Center in Royal Oak, Michigan evaluates patients that are on the path to weight loss surgery to help make sure they are ready for the step and can handle the life afterward she said a lot of people want a magic bullet and really don't understand what's involved the new stomach your new stomach after they basically go in and slice and dice and julienne it right it requires several tiny nutrient-rich meals a day supplemented supplemented with additional vitamins and minerals why because you've basically ruined your stomach so that it can't absorb minerals and nutrients so you've got to like you know pump that in via some sort of man-made vitamin now uh, eating too much or indulging in rich sugary or fried foods can overload the pouch and cause dumping who wants to know what dumping is I do it's a term used to describe the sweats chills and nausea that result from food filling the pouch and overflowing straight into the small intestine sounds like a big giant party don't you think and you chose to do this and you spent money on it oh and by the way it doesn't work most of the time because you just eat yourself back the refeeding process starts with getting in protein because that will repair the cells and help them heal after surgery because again you've wrecked your body mate basically it's me now that's my opinion um, we use liquid protein supplements to start, then pureed foods, then soft foods like scrambled eggs, and eventually graduate to other foods. Mmm, better get yourself a new blender. It's not glamour, she says. Yeah, no kidding, you think? You have to chew your food more thoroughly than you ever did and really emulsify it. You must eat very slowly and in small portions. Well, I got news for you. If you eat slowly now, it will help. Why? Because... What happens now is we eat so fast because we got to go somewhere. We got to take Tommy to, you know, soccer practice or whatever. We jam this food down our face. And if we had eaten that slowly, we probably would have stopped about halfway through because we're full. But the problem is we ate so much that by the time the stomach went, hey, we're full, uh, we'd already eaten it all. And now we feel like caca and poo poo. Um, she adds the volume of food that uh, patients can eat and the types of food they can eat changes dramatically and there are indirect changes surrounding eating many people who eat for social reasons have significant changes in interpersonal relationships i wish you would have expanded on that a bit but i found this other article on webmd um, there are chemical changes that are causing a loss in appetite this is after the surgery so after you have the surgery the hormone ghrelin uh, decreases in patients after gastric bypass surgery and this contributes to the decrease in appetite so your body's kind of freaking out it's like whoa wait a minute where'd the stomach go I don't know it was here a minute ago I don't know all that's left is this little pile of stomach here so the ghrelin kind of gets freaked out you freak out your your chemical balance I guess again I'm not a doctor but uh, you know so chemically there's a decrease in appetite which helps people not crave food they used to. Okay. However, she adds, most of the patients report that eventually your body, being the awesome machine that it is, stabilizes and that ur their urges for food start coming back within six to nine months. 
So for six to nine months, you're like, look at me, I'm losing weight. Isn't this awesome? I only have 150 pounds to go. I needed to lose 300. I wrecked my body and now I gotta lose 150 and I got six to nine months to do it before I start getting hungry again. Three months after surgery, Kathy, who's 43, a home healthcare specialist in Walverlit, Michigan, eats by the clock. She says, you're on a really strict regimen of eating six times a day. She says, but in many cases, I had no desire to eat. That sounds like fun. So, I mean, I could go on and on about this, but I hope you realize, if you're thinking, well, if all else fails, science will save me. No, it's not. You know, this this isn't a magic bullet. Um, I, I truly believe, I, I feel for Carney Wilson, not because she's overweight. I feel for her because I think there's something she needs to work through. Because I truly believe she's doing a lot of this for the exposure. That's my own opinion. I'm allowed to have one of those, by the way. It doesn't hurt anybody. Uh, and I would like your opinion on the subject because uh, I know a lot of people get upset when you criticize people that are overweight. And I'm not criticizing her about her weight. I'm, I'm criticizing her over her attitude and her, her lack of... Uh, I, I, I'm just weird. I just think... I don't know. Anyway, so we got some comments. Uh, one is from uh, Lynn. From You can find Lynn at uh, Stitch Shop. And shop is S-H-O-P-P. E.com, stitchshop.com, so it kind of looks like stitchshop.com, but anyway, what does uh, she think? She says, weight loss is easy, bad word. People like this do the lap back thing, the lap band thing, and uh, think weight loss is a thing of the past. It doesn't give us uh, maintainers enough credit. Maintaining after weight loss is almost as hard or harder than weight loss itself. Do they think their money will buy them thin and uh, and healthy, she might as well lose weight by digging a hole. I just keep thinking, is she stupid? That's kind of what I was insinuating at. Uh, how can the body absorb nutrition if food isn't stopping to be digested? Because think about this, she's taking the stomach that she basically cut in half, and now she's gonna put a lap band around it. That just doesn't sound like a good idea. Um, please don't think this is an easy out. Your right nutrition is the key. From her side, it must be depressing. You can have all these other things, but you have to stand next to two other people of normal weight. I don't know about that. China Phillips, in my opinion, could eat a sandwich. Somebody give her, you know, a sandwich. She's really thin. Um, we will see how long the rest of her life is. That would be really sad if, you know, anyway. Because again, she seems like a lovely person. And she's got a great sense of humor. I wish someone could help her. Kind of like, I'm trying to think, kind of almost like a Charlie Sheen thing. You just kind of go, wow, really? You think that's, do you think that's normal? Do you think that's okay? Which again, is very judgmental. And I feel bad for that, but I, I, I wish someone would, I think there's a better solution. That is a big dog. If you, if you could see me right now, I, I think I just pooped a little in my pants. Wow. Okay. Um, by the way, love your theme song. Um, I want it as a ringtone. Love your show. And I just got my strive. Uh, Lynn, thank you so much for that. If you go out to the website on the right-hand side, there's actually an album called Skinny Songs. And you can click on the link. That'll take you over to Amazon, and you can buy... That song is called, oddly enough, Thin 
but there are other ones like skinny jeans and <laughs> a couple other ones and actually they're they're kind of cute kind of funny and uh motivating hopefully so check that out over at the website i've got a link right on the right hand side to uh to that and by doing that you help support the show speaking of that if you would like to support the show you can go to uh, logicalloss.com forward slash support and uh, you can chip in there become a producer you can uh, any shopping you do there helps defray the cost of bandwidth and uh things like that and just for the record my hands are freezing it's a beautiful day here in Akron, Ohio, but uh, it's uh, and the sun is up, but I don't know what the temperature is, but I didn't wear gloves, and I'm really wishing I had. But anyway, another quick uh, comment here. This one's from Vicky. It says, hey, I just found you last week on the wagon a bit late. No, you're not. You're just in time. All of your podcasts have been downloaded to my iPod, and I bring you along with me every morning on the track. Well, I'm glad I'm there, you know? Uh, up to three miles a day. Beautiful thing. I think it's Steven Tyler of Aerosmith does two miles a day. And that guy's skinny as a rail. Of course, he also lost a lot of weight due to that uh, cocaine diet I think he had. But uh, I think he's off that now. And I apologize for the sniffing. Um, she goes, that's a big deal for me. That's a big deal. Three miles is, is a commitment. You know, it's not a marathon, but... Uh, you know, three miles a day takes some time. You don't accidentally do three miles, right? That's something that you purposely set out to do. Um, I would like an update on where you are today on this adventure and a pic of you. No, I'm not a stalker, but I'd like to see who is in my head. Um, if you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com, click on the about page, you can see a picture of me. I'll have to see if I have a picture. I, I know I have the fat picture of me on my computer. I took a before picture. Uh, maybe I'll throw that up there. But uh, here's what I want, Vicky. Tell me what I look like before you see me. That's what I would love to hear. Because my, my favorite thing, I'm going to be in New York in June. Uh, I'm going to be in Pennsylvania next week in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, in June, I'm, I'm talking at a podcasting thing. Because I run the school of podcasting.com. It's another thing I do. And uh, I always love to hear what I sound like before somebody hears me. I want to hear what I sound like before you see me. Because my favorite comment I think of all time, I met somebody some one time, and they had been listening to one of my podcasts, and they said, wow, you sounded shorter. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you sound short? Except the size talking like this, maybe. You know, it's like, okay. Um, anyway, she says, I'm going to buy a Fitbit because of you. And... Uh, did you find a job? I did, actually. I don't know if I mentioned that. I think I did a couple episodes back. But yeah, I'm back to... Uh, I'm a corporate trainer. So uh, the good news is, with this particular company, I'm training a lot. So I'm standing up and I'm teaching people. That's my, my thing. I like to teach. And uh, I'm thinking this is your calling. God does have a plan. Well, that is true. And speaking of that, speaking of our good friend God, um, it is... Uh, tomorrow's Easter. And I'm going to put this out today. And if you're listening to this today, which I realize most of you aren't, but I'm going to say this anyway. If you feel like going to church tomorrow and because it's Easter and you go, oh, I don't want to go because then I'm a, I'm a creaster, right? One of those people that only goes on Christmas and Easter. Going two times a year is better than going no times a year. And who knows, in the immortal words of Bill Cosby, you just might learn something and you might find out that it's not so bad. Um, 
She says, I am unemployed now and gained 24 pounds feeling sorry for myself. Well, I am sorry to hear that, but now off the couch or bed and I feel so much better. And that is the one thing that I'm trying to focus on as I uh, round the corner here and head for home is that there's so many things in your life that you can't control. You know, a lot of people, uh, myself included, I think have eating problems because of something that happened in our past. You know, I don't think it really affected me, but the more I go to therapy on and off, uh, my dad was a long distance truck driver. And basically my dad would show up on Thursday and leave on Sunday. Many times he showed up on Friday. So basically, really nice guy, love my dad, uh, still around, um, has uh, dementia, which is a whole fun, that's a whole other podcast. But, uh, you know, basically wasn't around to raise me. Now, not because he was a deadbeat dad or anything, just that's the case it was. And I never thought it bothered me because I understood that that was my dad's job. But the more I go to different things, people are like, oh, man, you are <laughs> you are so messed up because you didn't have a dad. And I'm like, really? And the fact that I, apparently I'm seeking his approval, some sort of subliminal thing going on here. And realize that in some cases we have issues because, uh, you know, maybe something your dad said or your mom said or maybe something really bad happened to you. And in cases like that, I mean, I had no control over what my dad did for a living. None. Zero. You know, I could have said, Daddy, can you find a new job? But I didn't because I understood. And I, I was actually kind of proud of my dad because he, you know, he, he, he sacrificed himself. He missed me growing up. And uh, I don't, don't take that lightly that he missed his kids. You know, but the bottom line here is what I'm trying to say is there are things in your life that you might have a grudge on, that you might be holding on to, that make you feel bad. And I was listening to this guy named Mark Gunger, and he said, you got to put it down. You got to let it go. And if you say you forgive somebody, but you keep bringing it up, maybe you didn't really, you might have forgiven them, but you didn't let it go. And the problem is, if we drag that baggage with us, it makes it harder to pick up weights and lift them, right? Because our hands are full. We, it's, it's harder to, it, it's just an obstacle. It's a mental obstacle that tricks us into believing that we can't change ourselves. It tricks us into thinking that we're not good enough and that we couldn't do it and we don't have the perseverance and all this mental stuff you got to put it down because you can do it. If you want fun, if you're bored, right, in, in your extra time, if you're like me, that's like, what? What is extra time? Um, go to YouTube and type in weight loss inspiration or weight loss before and after. There's some really incredible people that put down the baggage, believed in themselves, they ate less, they exercised more, and they did it. So here's what I'm doing. I, I went back and I was like, you know what? I was doing really good. I was down to 205. Something was working there. Well, part of it was I was sick. 
Now, my goal is not to make myself, you know, if I wanted to be sick, I would not have a coat on right now walking around the neighborhood. But I went back and saw, what was I eating calorie-wise? And because I didn't have much of an appetite, I was eating about 1,700 calories. I'm like, okay, let's look at how much I was eating when I was gaining some of this weight back. Oh, well, what do you know? 1,900, 2,000, 2,100 calories. Hmm. Gosh, Dave, could it be that if you eat, if, if I could right now, if I'm not going to exercise anymore, which is bad, I need to exercise, I need to be lifting weights, things like that, but if I could only do one of the two, it appears that if I ate 1,700 calories, I would lose weight based on the data that I have collected. And this is why it's called the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. And so I am shooting for that at this point. And um, yesterday I didn't make it, but today's a new day. And I started off with my uh, little 30-minute walk. Now, I don't really count this exercise. I count this as activity. My heart rate did not uh, go up. I actually found I was trying to avoid the wind and I actually walked basically on flat um, things today. And uh, if I go here... You grab my Strive. I am liking, I still use my Fitbit, by the way. Love my Fitbit as well. Uh, the Strive is just a little more motivational in some ways. So it says I've, uh, while I was walking here, I did 3,728 steps. Um, I have a trophy already, and I just started the day. Um, let's see here. Trophies. Let me, actually, let me give you something else here. This is one of the things I, I like. My uh, today, 3,756 steps. Um, my daily average is 6,142. And I'm going to start putting that on my posts. I'm going to start putting my waist, my waist. I'm going to start putting my weight, and I'm going to start putting my uh, average. Because in theory, that average should be going up, right? Because I want that to be 10,000 steps. Not 6,000. If 10 is an A, right, 6 is a D. I'm getting a D in the activity field right now. That's just not good. And that doesn't mean I should be doing what I tried, which is the one day I did like 20,000 steps. That just ruined me. No. Lifestyle change. Every day, try to get that. Not try to make them all up because I missed four days. That's stupid. So that is going to do it for this edition of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Thanks for coming along for the story. I would like to know, do you guys, is this okay? Is the audio okay? I'm walking around the neighborhood. Are you guys finding that distracting? If not, I can do these back on my computer. But uh, thanks for listening. The uh, website again is uh, LogicalLoss.com. You can email me, Dave at LogicalLoss.com, or call in your comments, 888-563-3228. Or if you want, you can also use the button out of the website. It says leave a voicemail. If you've got a microphone plugged into your uh, machine or if you're uh, on an iPad, you can uh, leave a voicemail that way. Or do what uh, Vicky did. Just leave a comment out at the blog. Again, it's LogicalLoss.com. Thanks for listening. And let me leave you with my favorite Jillian Michaels quote, which is... Why? Why are you choosing failure when success is still an option? Thanks again so much, and God bless. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. 
You can contact me via email by sending an email to dave at logicalloss.com or call in your comments toll-free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is logicalloss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of skinnysongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just to die it. Thin. Won't tell you lies. Thin. I won't smaller thighs. Thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise.